Thank you so much for turning into this episode of the Home Slice Living Podcast. I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Ashley from Messy Buns Organized Spaces. If you want to see how you can work with Ashley or see how you can work with me, I have included all of our information in the show notes to make it easy for you. I just want you guys to go into this podcast with an open mind and how you can start creating better systems, routines, and systems within your space to really help you improve your daily life. It's so important that we set ourselves up for success. And that is not just with our personal routines for our body, but also for our home. It just makes such a difference. And Ashley totally nails it on talking about how she not only works with her clients, but the different systems that she places within her own space to make sure that she is set up for success every single day. Day. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and make sure you visit homesliceliving.com if you want to support us in grabbing some amazing energetic and feng shui merch or join our free online community. Thank you guys so much. You're recording it? Okay. So I basically just want to kind of talk about like, because I think we can both like riff off of this, like how, you know, like how organization just kind of also is this huge take on your personal wellness, because I feel like I like within my practice as well, I feel like people, you know, they think like all we do is like more aesthetic or like just cleaning things up. And I think you and I kind of talked about this, like on like when we kind of talked on the phone a little bit, like how it's so much more than that. And if you don't do like any introspection into why your space is cluttered or why it's not working for you or how it got that place in the first place. Like, yeah, they can have you come over and organize all of their shit. But if they don't do any type of introspection, like chances are they're going to have to call you in a few months and say, Hey, this is a hot mess again. Like come help me. So do you like, do you work with your clients on that as well? Where you kind of like, coach them or have like a little heart to heart with some of them where you're like, Hey, like we also need to address this. Yeah. So like often, um, clients, they genuinely don't know how, like I have people who've been raised by their grandparents that catered to them or their parents were very messy people. Their parents were hoarders, those things. And they've just taken on all those traits and they genuinely don't know how. And so I do try to be like, listen, you know, this is a great base for you, but you still have to have your daily maintenance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like even my house, it's a shit show sometimes because I have kids. It's not like I have these perfect systems in place. So my house is perfect all the time. No, no. This place is in shambles all the time and I have to constantly maintain it, right? So there's no like magic fix, but the people who 
hold on to things and have a lot of clutter because they're overbuying and stuff, that's where the deep root of things needs to get solved because, you know, having, having an overabundance of stuff, you're never going to be able to have an organized space that stays that way. I mean, it's impossible. You'll have to keep getting a bigger house and a bigger house and a bigger house. <laughs> you don't have to fill every inch of your house. And that's where people go wrong. I'm so glad you said that because that's so true. And I'm sure we both, like, I know I personally know people and I'm sure you do too, that literally get the bigger house. They're like, oh my God, like we need a bigger house. There's not enough room for all our stuff. The garage is full, the basement's full. And I just sit there and think like, get rid of some of your stuff. Like what? Like you're just going to fill the new house up with more stuff. Like if your garage is packed, like obviously there are certain circumstances where, you know, that literally is a thing. Your family's growing, like all of that, where like you do run out of space and stuff trickles into these other areas. Like we're not, you know, like talking about that obviously, but I really do know people that just things are full and it's, they can even, and it's not necessarily that like their house is messy or dirty or anything like that, or they don't have nice things, but it's just this, like you, I like the, what you said, like this overabundance of stuff. And that's something like I'll work with clients to try and like, get them to see, like, listen, you're, you know, cause often like in conjunction with the feng shui of their home, my most important and favorite thing to do is really like show them how their home is like this reflection of their life and their in everything that's internal and that has been and is and that they want to be. And, you know, I have so many clients that I work with because they want to increase the flow of abundance in their life in all these ways and i come over and i'm like there's nowhere for it to come into your life and they're like well that's just in my home and i'm like well if if we are on the well same connected yeah if we're on the same page and we believe that your home's a reflection of you and it's just like your mirror then if you don't have space in your home which means you don't have space internally to receive more so you're not going to get it. It's like, to me, I look at it like the universe, God, whatever you believe in is sitting right here. Like, okay, you know, Sheila, we've got all your desires waiting right here for you. But like, they're stuck. They can't get through the door. The door won't open. There's too much. Exactly. <laughs> and I just think it's so powerful for people to understand that like, yes, having a clean, organized, aesthetically pleasing home is great, right? Like that's what we all want. But that's just like, to me, that's almost like the smallest part of it. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe you look at yourself like this too. Like I kind of look at like, I'm kind of the person that like comes in and just like unlocks this door to this bigger thing that like, if my clients don't explore any of it on their own, like, you know, they're, they're not getting as much out of it as they could. And it's very, it, it really pulls on my heartstrings when I go into people's homes and like, they don't want to let things go. But once you're breaking things down to them and they start seeing a space, like they're watching it declutter and they're seeing the space open up and 
they're seeing how beautiful it is and how beautiful it can be. And then it's like this light bulb ticks off, turns on, ticks off. I don't know what I'm talking about. Turns on and they're like, oh my God, they just want to keep getting rid of stuff now. Now they're on a flow and it feels good. And they're just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe my house could feel this good. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just really pushing people to get past that barrier that they've created amongst themselves. Yeah. Like giving them permission almost. Yeah. Yeah. You're like there to like, and that's what I think is so cool. It's like, you know, and doing this kind of work in like tandem with the client, it's like, you know, they're also putting in some work, which I think is really important. Like, it's not just, you know, you coming over and just, okay, the fairy came and got rid of all your stuff and now we're good to go. You know, you can start fresh. Cause again, that's probably not going to solve that issue long-term. Um, but it's also like really just giving them permission, like, Hey, it's okay to get rid of this. Cause mm -hmm. how many people do you work with? that are like, well, so-and-so gave me this. And Aunt Susie Spotify. gave this to me 15 years ago as a gift. And I'm like, Aunt Susie bought that at Target. Yes. So it's so nice of her to think of you and get that for you, but you are not obligated to hold on to that. Like you are not obligated to hold on to that at all. <laughs> right. So I mean, I I I love it and I do try to be gentle with people. Like I get that people, you know, have connections to things, but let's make sure that it's a meaningful connection and it's not just because somebody gave it to you and you're gonna feel bad mm -hmm. for getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. You got to love your space more than that. Yeah. And I feel like our society kind of breeds that into us. Like, well, you don't want to hurt so-and-so's feelings. Or if someone that you care about gave you something, it's so rude for you to like not want it or to get rid of it. And we're also like in such a consumer-based society, but it really like doesn't make sense most of the times. Like, I'm like, does this like, does this make you happy? Do you have a positive connection to it? And if the answer is no, like it really is okay for you to just let it go. Yeah. Right. And I always try and frame it with like, listen, like maybe you feel bad right now getting rid of this. Cause I'm like, but let's think about two things. One is aunt Susie going to come over and scour your entire home to make sure that you still have this thing that she gave you. And I have had people before be like, yeah, my mother-in-law would do that. And I'm like, well, that's a different issue. You need, to, different. you need to maybe work through that on a different level. Um, but like, she's probably not going to scour your entire house. Like, where is that picture I gave you 15 years ago? You know, like, that's not going to happen. We like think things like this are going to happen. And like, yes, it's so unlikely that it's, yes. you can part with it. And two there is someone out there in the world that would love this thing. They needs it. Yes. They need it. They need it. <laughs> and that's where it's like, you kind of see like, they'll be like, oh, okay. And like, now I feel like it's helpful to like replace that guilt of getting rid of something with this new like excitement of, but we could be giving this to someone that really needs it and would love it. And wouldn't that also feel good to you? Yes. And I actually, I have to deter my clients, like especially older clients, because 
they they only want to give it away if they're giving it to somebody. So I'll be in their house and they'll be like, well, do you want this? And I'm like, I don't want it. I don't need it. You know, I already have one. I don't need three. Whatever the case may be, like, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. But somebody out there does need it. You don't. So just let it go. Because you're trying to give it to me. That means you don't need it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're so like, let's take this off our hands, basically, right? They want somebody, like, they want to physically give it to somebody. And it's just like, man, these these items, these belong belongings, tangible items are just have a hold on you. Yeah. Right. They, you. like, have to know that. Now, do you, like... Will you take stuff for them to like donate it or yes. do you put that on them? I prefer to because if we're making the progress to get it into a donation box, I do not want to leave it there mm -hmm. for it to look at them <laughs> and be like, I don't want to go and they think it needs to stay now. So yeah. I don't like to leave that on them. I, I like the project to be finished i want them to see it and not have any worries of it it is mm -hmm. complete it is done and they've washed their hands of it yeah i think that's mm -hmm. really like really 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 important because i like that's why like i think it's we don't i wouldn't say like with my clients that we always we obviously don't do everything that we talk about in the consultation because it's a you know a little different but I like cannot leave someone's house without like, I need to feel like we physically moved something, removed something, like at least a couple things, because it's like, again, it like starts that momentum of like, hey, you know what you hate? Oh, we both agree that this isn't good for here. Oh, we both agree, like this mm -hmm. feels bad and et cetera, et cetera. And like, yeah, let's go put that out on the curb. Like, I love that when they're like, let's just go put it outside right now. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Like, that's the- I've best. done that. I mean, I have filled up an entire curb multiple times of just stuff, just mm -hmm. stuff on stuff on stuff. And they didn't even know they had it. They're like, oh my God. I've been looking for this. I've bought two more because I couldn't find it. And that is just, that is the main reason that it's so important to have systems in place. Because if you know where your stuff is, you know how much money you save. Yep. Because it's so easy to go on Amazon and just place an order because you couldn't find something. And then down the road, you have multiple of the same thing. It's, it's just so wasteful. It breaks my heart. It's wasteful. And yeah, I, mean, I agree. And I think I really hope that that's something like societal wise, we're starting to move away from like just being wasteful. And it is so easy for us to attain anything that we want now that we kind of get lazy. We're like, well, yeah. I can't find her. Oh, I mean, like I looked here and it wasn't whatever. It's cheap. Like I'll just buy another one. Right. And it's just like, but if you had a place for everything and I want to touch on that too, is like, as far as the systems go, because that's, I think that's so important, right? Like, be, I look at like the feng shui aspect of things as like, it literally is a practice. It's not a one and done thing. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I'm going to work with you to get the ball rolling and we're going to like do all of these things. But then it's so important for me to say, okay, what practices 
are we now adding into your home so that it's serving you and sometimes that looks you know that looks like being related to organizing to cleaning sometimes it's as simple as like it's related to self-worth and their home's pretty clean and organized but you know maybe like their self-love self-worth is something that we're heavily focused on in their personal life so you know it might be something like okay we're going to start a practice of buying ourselves flowers once a week and we're going to put them here because this is the ideal place and yada 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 but i think it's so important to have like these regular routines or practices or habits that we put into our space to help remind one to help keep our home serving us and two to help remind us of where we're trying to go like what goals are we setting what things are we working through and what results are we looking for in our life so like what are some of what are some of like your favorite maybe like habits or systems that you maybe use in your own home or you use with clients that people could kind of maybe like take from or be inspired by yeah so i don't think all of my clients are so unique and different so for me in my house like some things that i do on a regular basis that help me maintain my home because it's all about maintenance and those little things you do every day so like i know for like cleanliness so my kitchen doesn't get out of control kitchens are so easy for them to just explode because it's a lot of work to cook and it's a lot of work to clean up so every single night i start my dishwasher that way there's no dishes there's no dirty dishes when i wake up i cook breakfast i put my dirty dishes in the sink and rinse them off when my kids come home from school their job is to unload that dishwasher my oldest gets home and it is his job to load the dishwasher, mm. you know, and so my kitchen is clean. Like that is a practice that I that I do. And it, it's it's a, a cycle. It happens every single day. And the days that we miss it, it's a shit show <laughs> because that's just what it is. Like you yep. have to keep up with it. I mean, because the thing, too, is once something gets messy, it's basically an invitation to let everybody else in the house be messy and not put stuff up and it's all about putting the things back mm -hmm. consistently consistently and you're never going to be perfect especially if it is a new practice you're trying to do but just those little baby steps those little things that you do throughout the day that take just a few minutes if you did just a, a couple habits a day that are just a few minutes long they suck you know, right. nobody, nobody wants to have to clean up from the by themselves or whatever they're doing for themselves, whatever, you know, it's constant work and you know, people have jobs and they're busy and there's a lot going on, but just those few minutes really will help people stay on top of things. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. I love to like, if that's like an issue, um, with clients i love to be like okay let's pick like two things that you're going to consistently do every day and whether that's like tell me how much time can you allocate to this every day or every morning and every night right like it could be five minutes but let's be practical and realistic there you can do a decent amount in five minutes especially if it's consistent and i i so agree too with the kitchen is like that to me is like where the mess can just start 
and then it just can spread so easily throughout the entire house. And then before you know it, you're just like, oh, that's going to take me way too long. And right now I don't have time. So you just keep adding to it and you keep adding to it. Another one that is really important is laundry. And I'm a mom. I'm a single mom. I have three kids. They range from seven to 14. And so laundry, you know, I try to do a couple of loads during the week and stuff, but it doesn't always happen because we are busy. So by the weekend, I usually do a good six loads of laundry. And like my thing is, I do the laundry, okay? I don't want my children being responsible for their laundry because children aren't responsible. So we're not we're not putting that on them. But when I do the laundry, I lay everybody's clothes the right side. I lay it flat facing up and everybody has a pile. One, two, three, everybody's clothes. I make them come get them and they have to put them up and they don't get to do anything else. Mm. I don't do it if we're busy, you know? I make sure we have time to do it and I make them put it up. There's no laying it on your floor, leaving it on the bed so it can cycle back to dirty laundry when it's not dirty. That is one thing that's super time consuming. Laundry takes a while, but that laying it flat for the kids and instilling in them that this is what we're doing, that's actually something that I inherited from my mom. She used to do that. And I hated it. And now I do it. And it helps. It just really helps because kids need, even though they think it's stupid and they don't want to do it and it's useless, they're going to remember these little processes that you had when they're adults. And you're just kind of setting them up for success and maintaining their homes later. So I try to, that's one of my most important things is I want my children to be successful and be have have clean homes and tidy homes so that their minds can be clear and they can be successful in the other areas of their life. So I love that. And I, yeah, I think that's so important. Um, do you find sometimes that you have like that challenge with clients ever where it's like, they kind of need to like put some of this on other members of the family that like everyone needs to, pitch in and they like kind of don't know how to release control or how to constructively get everyone involved. And if so, like, do you try and help them navigate that or at least like kind of try and coach them through it in a way, you know, without being too, you know, you know, I honestly, I am very like intimate with my clients and we have heart to hearts Mm. and and I do that with all my clients. Like I really, I really like to help people and I like to get to know people and and all that. So we do talk through different things. And a lot of times, whoever is usually the woman, sometimes the man too, but you know, the woman gets all of the duties, household duties thrown on her. And it's a lot, it's a lot to do. And and we do need to, to like give things to other people. We need to hold other people in the house accountable and, and that is one thing, like, I'm always like, you know, when we're creating these systems, everything's labeled and it is to hold everybody in the house accountable, mm. not just you, but everybody. Like if you can read, you know where it goes, <laughs> you know, that, that's all there is to it. And, you know, you don't have to pick up after your husband. You don't have to pick up after your kids. 
I still pick up after my kids a ton, mm -hmm. but I have a basket at the bottom of the stairs. I throw all their crap in it and I make them take it upstairs and put it up. It, it's yeah. just, it, it's those habits, those processes that once, once you can get consistent with it, people pick up, they, they catch on. Mm -hmm. They catch on, you know, so. Right. I think we often like will make things more difficult than they need to be. Right. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, like, I've never thought about it like this. I love the idea of like labels are really there, not like as like, obviously they're there for the organization aspect of it, but it's literally to hold you accountable. Like it I've is. just never thought of it that way. And I freaking love that. I mean, if it's not labeled, then you still have people coming to you asking where it goes. And it's like, if it's clearly defined yep. and it, and, and another thing is, is not having the same thing in multiple places. I, I'm real big on that because it runs out of one place. You shouldn't be looking in another place for it. It's one place. That's it. Besides maybe cleaning products and some right. different things or, or things that are for specific people, whatever the case may be, like multiple places, mm -mm, no, I, <laughs> because you, you just shouldn't do that. But back to even like coaching to um, help people through, through those things, I don't feel like I, I coach so much, but I do like to, ex I like to share my personal experiences because I I'm a natural at what I do, but it doesn't mean that there's not hardships or, or things that are burdening when it comes to these things. Like it's part of life. Yeah. And so I like to be intimate with that and just ex, ex, um, share my experiences. And I think that that really resonates with people. So that's where I try to lean more towards. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. And I, I love that you put it that way because I feel like I will often do the same. And because I really... Like, I hate to even like use the word like coach or coaching anymore because it's just become such a, an industry <laughs> and it's like, you know, but that's so true because I think it's really powerful to people, for people to understand and to kind of like backtrack into what you were talking about earlier is like, I'm the same, like my home is not always perfect. Like I have a life and I live it and Sometimes that looks like my house is a shit show, but like, I also will be like, oh, wait a minute. We've got a shit show going on here. Like now we need to do something. We're, we got to get into gear. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or I've been so busy. I haven't had time to do my normal like routines in the morning and at night. And, Ooh, I can see that. And I don't like the way this feels. And I know that I perform better. I feel better when this stuff is done. So I'm gonna take the extra time to do it. And I think that it is really important for people to understand that like we are, we're also human and mm -hmm. we live life and we have a home that's not perfect. However, what we have done is we've put systems and practices in place to be able to get back to like stability whenever we're, we need it, we're like, okay, we know what to do to get everything back on track. And sometimes that's really all you need is like to know, because again, like you mentioned earlier, some people just don't know how, like they don't understand. And that's just the, the way it is because of how they were, of how they were raised. Like, honestly, 
from a personal standpoint, like my sister and I are complete opposites. The way that we grew up was very, um, not the most stable foundation. And our mom was not clean. She was like, just everything was just always like a mess. And there was no systems for anything. I became the opposite where I needed that structure and order. So I created that myself and then brought that into my personal and professional life as an adult. But my sister has a much harder time with it. It doesn't come naturally to her. And she's kind of like, okay, I know I need to do this, but I get overwhelmed or I don't know what to do or what system or like the how of it. And it's interesting to see that as well. Like you can kind of have like both ends of the spectrum. And a lot of times it really is about like just not knowing where to go back to. So if you're able to have some sort of system or systems that you can at least go back to and like, I like to do like where I will tell people like do a, a 10 to 20 minute. I'll be like, don't go over 20 minutes if they're not used to doing mm -hmm. consistently, like no more than 20 minutes, right? I would say 10 or 15 minutes is ideal and start with doing 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night, right? Before you leave the house, there's some sort of 15 minute routine and like what works for you. I make my bed. I make sure that like, if there's anything left over from the night before that I didn't get to that gets put away yeah. or things get set out so that when I get home and after I get ready, it's right there for me to like access. And then at night I'm putting dishes in the dishwasher. I'm like, oh, is there laundry like that I need to take out like that kind of thing. And so just starting like you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm one of those people that's overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. You know, I don't know who to hire, but I want to get started with something. Just having a simple, you know, set the alarm on your phone for 15 minutes and stop when it goes off, unless you mm -hmm. want to keep going. And, you know, but like just that every single day is so powerful when you can be consistent with it. Yeah. And I, I laugh because they have like the little ADHD memes and stuff that are like, well, you know, I started cleaning my room, but then there was a cup. I had to take it to the kitchen. Then I started doing the dishes. That's still me too. I still do that. <laughs> I mean, same. I, it is, it's almost impossible, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I zoom around this house sometimes and I'll be like, I'm wearing myself out. And sometimes you just got to stop, but it, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it really is a game changer in the morning. Make your bed, like you said, pick up the dirty clothes, that cup that was in my room, take it to the kitchen, whatever the case may be, it really is a game changer. And 20 minutes is such a tiny fragment of your day. And uh, it's often wasted scrolling or, you know, doing stuff that, that doesn't matter and taking control of your spaces around you is important for mental health. Yeah. And I think, I think too, it also, we, people don't realize it, but it gives them back time. They think, oh mm -hmm. my God, I don't have this extra 20 minutes. Like you actually do. And taking that 20 minutes of time gives you back time in the future. Like so it literally time. does so much. 
And that's often like overlooked because it's like, well, right now I just don't feel like I have another 10 or 20 minutes to squeeze out. But it's like, I feel like you can't afford to not spend that 20 minutes. I mean, even if you set your alarm for 20 minutes earlier in the morning, you know, I, I'm my best in the morning before my children wake up and start, you know, just draining me of my energy. So, I mean, I, I like the house quiet before they wake up and I just do a few things before then. And it's just, it really is a game changer. And the mental health aspect of it is, you know, a lot of times when you're, when you let your house get too messy, then it does take hours to get it done. But just those little 20 minutes make it seem like not so much work, which is good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. When you're a busy, busy professional, you can be a stay at home mom. It, It doesn't matter what you have going on during your day you're busy. Everybody's busy in their own ways. And so you need to chop it up into little sections. So it doesn't feel like another full-time job. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Something that just randomly popped into my head. Um, I think at one point we, you mentioned like perfectionism, you know, and we have to like actually live our lives and all of that. How do you feel about, cause I have my own opinions on this. How do you feel about, you know, kind of during COVID and, and the last few years, I'm seeing it less this year, but the whole, like the home edit and the ungodly perfectionism, like aesthetic with organizing, like, how do you, how do you feel about that? So they're great, right? They're great. Um, And you can't, it can look like that, but the likeliness of, on average, people's homes are not going to look perfect like that. Like you have to buy six bottles of the exact type of shampoo. Like everything has to be so consistent, mm-hmm. so in a box. And and that is not how an average family lives. And so it's, it's not going to be picture perfect every time. It, it's just not. Yeah. Um, we can make it look good for sure. But I mean, I think so many people have unrealistic expectations sometimes and we got to get over that. Like what you see on TV is so staged and everything's so, they make it look so much better than it is. You don't see every, you don't see it all. You don't see all the little details. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like it kind of sets people up for failure. Because yeah. when, when they then, if they're really into that and then they even like, you know, they, they hire you or an organizer to come in and then they don't have that exact end result. They're like, why doesn't it look perfect like this? And you're like, that's not realistic. And I also think that it adds to the consumerism mindset where it's like, well, I have to buy six shampoo bottles, right? Like you actually don't though. Do you need to buy six <laughs> bottles of shampoo so that your clear acrylic, you know, divider in your closet is filled with shampoo? Like you should actually probably change up your shampoo and not <laughs> use the same one, you know, forever. Like, I just think that like, while I love, love, love how aesthetically pleasing it is, like, 
I can't help it. I love things that are really aesthetically pleasing. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like for people that actually do struggle with that and then like want to improve their space, it also, I think, can stop people from getting started because they're like, my space could never be this perfect. And realistically, like we don't want your space to be perfect. We just want a place for all of the things that you need. Right. And honestly, it is perfect for you. Mm. Their perfect doesn't have to be your perfect. I love that. Everybody's unique. Everybody has their own stuff going on. So we got to stop looking at other people and what we see and work on ourselves and what we have in our homes. Because even like, I have to tell people all the time, and this is for people who are coffee drinkers. Like I go in homes and it's like, this could look perfect, but all your coffee cups need to be exactly the same for it to look this perfect, right? But also I ask my clients, I'm like, at what point are you gonna have 50 people over here at one time drinking coffee? Cause I have no idea why you got 50 coffee cups in this, this <laughs> cabinet right now. Like this is, this is dumb. Just stop it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's so true though, but it's probably because Susie and Kevin and Martha, like all gave them fucking coffee cups, right? And they're like, we gotta keep the coffee cups. I love, I collect coffee cups. Like I like to collect things too. Don't Handle is broken, but we need to keep it. Yes. Because somebody gave it to me. Somebody gave it to us and we're gonna use it. I might stab my hand when I pick it up, but you know what? I will take the cut because Kevin gave it to us and we just love Kevin. Like Kevin doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't even remember that he bought you this coffee cup. But it's, I, I see that all, I kind of like, I used to be a big collector of things and there are certain things that like, I do kind of collect and I will definitely have my eye on to like kind of collect in the future. But I kind of hate, for the most part, the idea of collecting because yeah. we're often, because then what happens is not only are we collecting it and we need to find somewhere to put it, right? But if it's like, I like the idea of collecting things that like you are able to, you have the room and the ability to display it if you're going to mm -hmm. collect it so that you can enjoy yes. it or it can be used. But once it goes beyond that point, like, and it always it often goes beyond that point for most people. And then what happens on top of that is everyone knows that you collect X. So everyone then buys you that all the time. Yes. And now you have this layer of guilt with, you know, and it's just like this continuous cycle. So I kind of like, in some ways, hate the idea of collecting things. Yeah, I'm definitely not a collector, but I am I am a big time minimalist, but I yeah. do firmly believe once the systems are in place that I create, it's whatever it may be. If, if it exceeds this bin, you're done. You're maxed out and you don't buy more until it's dwindled down and you're going to run out soon. That at that time, and if you want to change up people or are product testers. It's like, oh, I, I like this. Well, and I didn't like this one. If you didn't like it, throw it in the trash 
And if you like it, buy it again. If you want to try something new, that's fine. But you need to make sure you use what is in this bin before you go buying more. Yes. And if you didn't like it, throw it in the trash because you're not going to stop buying. You're not stopping. You're not stopping. No, and that's the thing is people think that holding on to it, it's like they're doing themselves. They're not wasting money. But then what (laughs) happens is you buy more stuff to deal with the fact that you didn't like these other things. Mm -hmm. I see that with like furniture and home decor all the time. And I'll have clients that are like, you know, we've had this dining table, but we bought it and it was $10,000 when we bought it. We bought it 15 years ago, but I I hate it. We never sit in here. I hate Mm -hmm. this table. And I'm like, okay, your talent, you've told me now six times that you hate this thing. And we both agree that that is now the energy that this space gives off to you every time you're in it, whether you consciously think about it or not. That's not a happy place. Right, exactly. It's not a place you want to spend time. So now this whole space isn't serving you because you hate this one thing because you spent too much money on something. And that's the thing is like, you know, and I, it's like, no matter what your budget is or how wealthy you are, I have like one rule for people buying new things. And it's if you can't see yourself getting just getting rid of this in five years, if you don't like it anymore because of what you're paying for it, you're paying too much for it. And whatever that is for your budget, right? That works for anything. Now, often we can sell things, right? And make a little money back. But if we weren't able to do that, we just had to give it away or throw it in the trash. What is that number for you for Mm -hmm. this specific item that is like, okay, if I spend five grand on this in five years, I I won't be able to get rid of it even if I hate it. Okay, well then now we need to lower our budget. That's a good point. Such a good point. So many people do it and then they hang on to stuff for 10 or 20 years that they hate. Yeah, and it's it's not useful. So it's like, it's just taking up space Mm -hmm. that you're paying for. You paid for that space in your home. And this, I mean, even if it's your own stuff, your home is not a storage facility. Yes. Oh my God. I freaking love that. Love I mean, that. it's not. And I often tell people the main thing is for other people because they're like, oh, well, my mom's keeping that here. Uh-uh. Mom needs to come get it. And that's that. <laughs> okay. This is not your mom's storage facility, but it really goes for your own things too. Yeah. This is a home. This is a place you live and you want to feel at peace in and, you know, that you enjoy being in. Yeah. And there shouldn't not, be anything that stops you from doing that. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, why do you have, no? and again, no matter how big your house is, but why have this size of house if there's three rooms or whatever in it that you don't use because you hate everything that's in there or it's become a storage room or like, mm-hmm. what is the point of that? Like, why are mm-hmm. you, I kind of like what you said where you're like, you're paying for that. Like your mortgage is paying for this space. Like, like if you owned a business, I mean, I guess there are people that own businesses that do this too, but if you owned a business, a physical space and like you allowed half of it to be taken up with other people's shit or things that you don't need, you would be pretty upset about that. Cause this is yeah. a valuable like retail space. 
-hmm. you know, that's being taken up by things that like aren't selling or, you know, whatever. But like, we kind of forget, people forget that when it comes to their home. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's so true. Like your home is like valuable real estate, every inch, every single room. And I, before I got into feng shui, I, um, owned a home staging company. And when I would do staging consultations, I would see this almost every time with hundreds of, of people where it was just like, I cannot tell you how many people would get a hold of me afterwards, or we talk at the end of the consult and they'd be like, I wish we would have done all these things while we lived here because they prepare oh my God, yes. for someone else, but they don't do it while they live there. And I'm like, Okay, remember this in your new home. In your new home, absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it with my own ears. <laughs> I believe it. And you're like, okay, well, just like, let's just do it, right? Um, I know, gosh, I can't believe we've been talking for like 45 minutes already. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I don't want to keep you all day. Is there like, so let's, we'll maybe leave it with this. Is there like, us one client or one story or maybe, you know, kind of maybe like an essence of like stuff mixed together, um, uh, like an example of how transforming someone's home through organizing, like led to this big positive change in their life or like, what's maybe like your favorite, favorite story or client maybe that you had? Um, I wouldn't say that I have one. Okay. Um, I think that just piecing them all together and just it is on a regular basis that people come in after I've organized and transformed a space and they're literally like, oh my gosh. And they're ecstatic, like in tears, basically. Like, I cannot believe my home looked like like looked like it did before and i never thought it could even look like this i didn't think it was possible and that is just so rewarding for me and i you know i consider all my clients friends and i don't never judge anybody on the way that they're living or the way their space is my overall goal as as a business professional and as a friend is to transform spaces to create more peace and create mm -hmm functionality in their home, you know? And so, I mean, it, it's, it's consistent that husbands who didn't want to pay for the services, they're like, holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. Usually the ones that like freak out about it. I have that same experience all the time where they're like, I don't want to be at the console. Da, 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 da. And then they're the ones that they'll all get like messages of my husband did this or da, yes. da, 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 and he's so into this and like, I freaking love that. Or when I leave and I get messages like we were inspired. We just we just cleaned out this or we just started getting rid of all this and yeah. just being an inspiration to people. Yeah. Like I like seeing that change for the better. Just any type of positivity pulls on my heartstrings. They're there. I'm a softie. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so amazing. <laughs> Um, so before we jump off, um, tell people where they can follow you on social, where you're located, 
how they can, you know, inquire about working with you, all of those things. I want people to, to be able to connect with you um, if they feel called. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. It's messy buns and then underscore organized spaces. And um, our website is um, messybunsorganizedspaces.com and we have a contact form on there. So if you just want to put in a little bit of information about yourself and your spaces, then we'll be in contact within 48 hours to um, get in touch and see about how we can help with your spaces. But yeah, we, we do like to do funny stuff on Instagram and um, also with some, you know, knowledgeable things as well, but, uh, yeah, definitely go follow us. Awesome. And I'll make sure that I put that in all of the show notes here. If you could actually maybe text me, um, yeah. all the stuff that you want, like website, all of that, um, or email, whatever. And, um, if you have a picture of you that you'd like me to use, um, I meant to say that to you earlier and I was like, oh, I'll text you afterwards, but we'll just, yeah, I'll just tell you that now. Um, and I'll put all of that in the show notes. And do you only work with clients in Texas or you do some virtual stuff as well? Yeah. So we do have virtual services and then I also travel. So, oh, awesome. um, we, yeah, so we've had clients in, um, Georgia and Arizona and we do service big part of Texas, but we'll go anywhere pretty much. So virtual is really good if you are a do-it-yourself type person and you just need some guidance and a nice breakdown and processes, definitely something that um, you should look into because it can be very beneficial. Yeah, I, I very much agree. Well, thank you so much. This has You're been welcome. so fun. I'm so glad. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And hopefully we'll um, stay connected and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, definitely will. All right. Alrighty. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.